Welcome to the Driving Your Marketing Podcast, where small business entrepreneurs come to discover the strategies, systems, and tools to kick their marketing into high gear. If you want to go from surviving small business owner to thriving entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get ready to roll. All right, welcome everybody. This is Eli Delaney with Driving Your Marketing, the co-founder of Your Marketing University, and we are here for another episode of the Driving Your Marketing podcast where we bring in cool people that I get to meet from all over the world that are other marketers, other people who do cool things and show you that marketing doesn't have to be scary, complicated, uh, expensive. It doesn't have to be black magic and voodoo, which yes, I've had people tell me that before. It's stuff that you can actually get into, have a lot of fun, and do actually quite easily once you just know the basic systems. And so that's what I do is I bring in people that I can interview that are doing cool things with their business to get out there and stuff that they're doing by themselves. Sometimes they have an assistant here or there, but they're not spending a lot of money. They're not spending a lot of time doing it and they're getting some amazing results. And today I've got my friend Scott Patton. He and I recently met through the Udemy community, have been having a lot of fun. And Scott has been podcasting since spring of 2005. His podcast, Weight Loss and the Mind, hit over 375,000 subscribers in its first year and over 1 million downloads. He has executive produced and or co-hosted over 35 podcasts. He's an internationally renowned speaker, and Scott has presented to audiences from London, England, to Sydney, Australia, Vancouver, BC, which he's right up the road from me, actually, um, to New York, LA, to Rwanda. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. Eli, it's a pleasure to be online with you. So, so you and I met through the Udemy community um, originally when uh, Mark was doing one of his Google Hangouts and had us both be part of the part of the panels, and that's where you and I hit it off. We've had a lot of fun. You do all this fun stuff with podcasting, and actually are way way better of a podcasting expert than I am. I have a show and I have fun with it, which is what we're doing right now. Uh, but you're actually teaching people how to use podcasting. So, you know, first off, kind of how did you get into this world? I got into this world kicking and screaming and resisting with every fiber of my body <laughs> so what happened what yeah i was just gonna say so how did this happen <laughs> uh, uh in the early 2000s i was working as a mentoring coach uh sorry mentoring manager for a group of 25 internet marketing coaches and at that time we were telling our you know three or four hundred coaching clients that the only way to get into Google was to wait, do this, this, and that, and wait three months. And then all of a sudden, there was this underground rumor about something called a blog. And if you did this blogging thing, Google loved it, and you were ranked up at the top as fast as could be. So I did that. I spent three months and read everything I could find on blogging so that I could do this thing. And everything started off with blogging is really easy. And the rest of the article could have been Japanese because I didn't understand a word they said. So after three months of frustration and pulling out my hair and everything else, I finally got a blog up and I posted two posts 
uh, and I had a specific keyword I wanted to rank for, and then because it was Christmas time, not because it was Christmas time, it was Christmas time, and we were going on a Christmas cruise, so I was away for 10 days, and when I got back, both of my posts were ranked number one in Google and Yahoo, and I think there was one other search engine, uh, and it was just amazing because that was just like magic. And so I went to my boss and I said, told him what I had done and he went, oh, that's nice. Thanks. I was, and I was devastated because here was this thing that was going to change everything that we did and, and he ignored it. Uh, it, what, what turns out is he thought I had used Photoshop to move my result to the top. He didn't believe me. So as soon as I left, he got on his computer and he tapped away and he was like, oh, there he is. This did work. So we changed our whole program. The sad news was that the owner and the president, the founder of the company died. Uh, it was only in his mid-30s. And it created an opportunity for me because they wanted to go out and do all these boot camps because they were afraid that with his passing on that everyone would think the company was gone, which wasn't the case. So they they asked me to talk for two hours on Saturday night uh, about blogging. And I knew one thing, and that was that if I talked for two hours on a Saturday night after they'd had a big dinner and spent, you know, nine hours sitting and listening to my boss talk, they'd be all asleep. So I figured, what else could I talk about? And I'd heard about this podcasting thing, and I was bound and determined to ignore it until I needed something to fill the second half of my two hours. So what ended up happening was, after taking three months to figure out podcasting, in 20 minutes, I had recorded an MP3, made a podcast, uploaded it, the episode was live, gone into iTunes, and downloaded it. And I was just amazed at how quick and easy and fast it was. And after that, it was like, you got a podcast because that's uh, it's so important. Right. That is and easy. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and the, that's a great story to kind of share is like how quickly you picked up podcasting. And I always like to say, you know, people still have a hard time of figuring out what podcasting really is. And, and I always say it's like, it's basically like having your own radio show, only it's on demand. It's not over the air. And the great thing about that, and I always, I always you know, kind of put this into the the pitch on why you should have should should be doing podcasting is that the great thing is on a radio show you end up spending a fortune to have that show, and you're only available for that you know twenty minutes or half an hour or whatever it is you pay for, but then you're gone. Where podcasting is completely on demand, meaning that I as a listener get a listen to it when I'm ready, when I want to. And that is so, so powerful. For me, I, I have about 10 podcasts that I have downloaded on a regular basis. And I go through and, you know, I plug in my iPod about once a week, once every two weeks, let it download and synchronize all the shows. And then I sit there while I'm driving in the car for the next week, I just pop it in and say, oh, I have a new episode of this. Let's Let's listen. And that's it. It's that simple. It's really important if you want to uh, take your business to another level that you turn your car into a university on wheels. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what you've done, Eli. And I think podcasting is a great way to, you know, to do that as a consumer. <clears throat> uh, the, the problem with radio is my frustration with radio was twofold. One is um, at the top of the hour, they give me the top headlines and then they give me the weather, then they give me the sports, then they give me a commercial, then the guest comes on with the co-host 
then he asks a question, but before the person can answer the question, they have another commercial break, and then it's 15 after the hour, and they do the whole thing all over again. So it, it turns out, you know, very little information in an hour of radio, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. based on the radios that I've listened to in my local area. The other problem with radio is it tends to be uh, rapid consumables, and by by that what I mean, or has a very quick best before date. Mm-hmm. I'm a grocer, you know, before this, so I think of that life. sort of thing. Shelf life is very, very short. Like yeah. if you're listening to the radio and you're listening to the uh, Vancouver Canucks like I do, and they say, oh, yeah, by the way, we have a podcast. Like, yeah, like what? I'm going to listen to this podcast about this game like a week from now? Like, no, I need to know it right now. And that's the advantage and the disadvantage of radio is that it's it's up-to-date stuff, but who wants to listen to it after you? You know, after 10 minutes later, nobody does. So when you do podcasting, the advantage that you have is usually the stuff you're doing is evergreen. I mean, you can do the same thing, obviously. If you're a real estate agent, I really recommend Monday morning, do a little five-minute podcast. This is what the interest rates did last week. This is what we think they're going to do next week. The market is hot. The market is cold. It's a buyer's market. It's a seller's market. I got three houses for sale. And just put that out every week. And it doesn't take any time at all because those people – you never know when you're going to have someone listening that really wants to, you know, buy your, it or whatever, and you get a following because there are people that just want to know what are interest rates doing, and you can give a little editorial on that if you want. But predominantly, I recommend people do evergreen. You mentioned my weight loss in the mind podcast. Well, that podcast, I think we started in 2005, and so people ask me too, like, how do you get listeners? You podcast and they come. I hate to say it because and nobody <laughs> believes me, but we, I did that particular podcast with the specific, what I wanted to test was what would happen if all you did was talk once a week for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I had this podcast, um, weight loss expert. We talked for 20 minutes. I posted it and I did nothing else. And after one year, we had 375,000 subscribers. Doesn't mean that will happen for everybody. And obviously, that was 10 years ago, so there's a few more podcasts. But <laughs> when you look at how many podcasts there are compared to how many websites, there's still not that many. Mm-hmm. And so you can still make – you can. St- I mean, that's my main marketing strategy with podcasts is just make sure you've got the right keywords, make sure you've got the right topic, talk about it. And what happens is people listen to them and they share it. A lot of the, the people that came to the – they came through iTunes, but – people that were listening on iTunes would have a blog and they would say, you know what, we just listened to Weight Loss in the Mind and thought it was really good. And all of a sudden we had like, you know, 500 more, it had jumped up 500. And it was like, how did that happen? And we dug a little bit and we found out someone had just posted on their blog. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just being friendly, authentic, talking about something that you're interested and passionate about and getting it out there is 90% of of the, of the job. Right. And that is so cool. And and you said something very important in here is like, I know people who think about podcasting and think, oh, this is so much work. I have to have this, you know, all this equipment and professional studio stuff. And I have to be able to, to have all this content. And you said, no, all you got to do is talk once a week for 20 minutes, record it and put it online. I mean, yeah. obviously there's some, there's, there are some technical steps beyond that, but that's really what it is. And, you know, like I do these, one of the things that I love about my podcast is that I get 
to have cool conversations with people like you. And it's amazing when we have these kind of conversations and you and I've had multiples of these. I've been on your show for, for your podcasting course and we've been on the Udemy stuff together and now we're doing this and you and I have these amazing conversations and it's like, what if we record these things, these great conversations and then share what comes out of those with the rest of the world? That's just, that's what we're doing and we're doing it as an interview. So you could do a podcast by yourself and just talk for 20 minutes or you could bring somebody else in and just, and have a conversation. And that's all you're doing is having a, a conversation with a recorder going. That's right. That's right. And especially important if you're in the speaking business because someone may be interested in, you know, Joe Smith and then you interview Joe Smith and all of a sudden all, a lot of those people are looking for information on him, find your podcast and then they find you. Mm-hmm. And then, if, and then you, they, well, what else has he done? And what, you know, and they start listening to other things and you just never, you never know what happens. Well, I'll tell you what happens. What happens is that people feel like they know you. They feel close to you. They feel like you're an expert in what you're talking about, that you, they can ask you questions and they can get good responses and those sort of things. And it doesn't really matter what topic you're in because, you know, there, if there's a TV or radio show about it, and there's, I don't know that you can find anything that doesn't have a TV or radio show about it, then you can do a <laughs> podcast about it. So, you know, if you think, well, I'm a reno guy and I renovate houses or I'm a roofer and I can't, you, you know, you, there are ways around all that because we've got some very, very popular people in the home renovation industry who are on TV all the time talking about stuff. So you just need to model those people. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is, when I watch the news or I listen to the news, either way, th- there's no news. They're regurgitating stuff that somebody else said. So that's interesting. So depending on where you are in your industry, you could be saying, okay, well, here's an industry leader. Here's a thought leader. He's talking about this. What do I think? And your followers want to know what you think. And and that's the as hard as that may for anyone listening to this to believe, that's true. You you gain a following, they want to know what you think about whatever's happening in your particular industry, whether it's yoga or motivation or renoing homes or travel. It just goes, you know, goes on and on and on. I really recommend that you focus your podcast on one topic area. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to talk about yoga one week and then talk about, you know, big bear hunting or something the next week, right? <laughs> you know, That's a lovely just, combination. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure two things as far as far as I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you people they want to know about that topic, and it's good to right. mix in things about your personal life, but you don't want that to take over the podcast. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and there's and there's nothing wrong with you know. Obviously, people are going to listen to you because they're going to resonate with you, your voice, and what who you are as a person, your personality. And I think that's a really big piece that people do forget is that it is okay to share some personal experiences of what's you know what's going on as well. Especially if it's your show, you're doing it by yourself. Maybe you know. For me, I don't really talk a whole lot about events that are going on or what's going on in my personal life when I do these shows because my shows are about my guests. And so I bring like, like here, I come in, I introduce the show, I introduce you and we, we just kind of went to town and I started having fun. But 
you know, that is a great way to do it is by bringing in, you can still bring in a little bit about you, but you do definitely need to stay on topic, figure out what your one, you know, primary topic is going to be, and then decide, are you going to interview other people? Are you going to talk by yourself? Are you going to have a co-host? Those kind of things. But again, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. You know, I know people who literally have said, well, I want to do a podcast. I want to do my own show because it sounds like cool. And I see all these people that are doing it and they're, and they're getting really great success out of it. But I need to find the right right co-host to do it with me like why (laughs) and why do you need a co-host why why don't you just interview other people that way you have a co-host but it's not the same person all the time and then if down the road something works out then that's cool but don't let it hold you up i think you've hit on a really important aspect of podcasting that most people uh, don't even consider and i think it's more important than anything else and yes, I've had lots of people that have come and said, I want to work with you, Scott, because I heard your podcast, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, if you, the networking, in, I'm sure you'll love <laughs> to hear this, the networking that you can do because you're a podcast host goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever had anybody say, no, I'm too busy. I can't be on your podcast, Scott. They've, it's been like 110%. Like, can I, can my buddy go on next week? Sure. You know, <laughs> and it's just absolutely been amazing. And then when you, first of all, you spend a few minutes before connecting with everybody. Like you never start your podcast by, you know, hi Eli, we're recording and get into it. Like that just does not work. You need to warm up. You <sighs> need to connect. You need to, and we did that, right? We chatted, you know, about a, nothing in particular but we just chatted and we created that connection that we've got and reignited that connection because we hadn't talked to each other for a few days and relaxed into it and and so that's so you make a connection with your guest you do a professional 20 minute interview with them or longer i trick people i tell them i just want you to talk for 10 minutes and i know that if if I don't shut them down. They will go on for an hour. So usually, you know, 20, I think 20 to 30 minutes is optimal. Mm-hmm. So I tend to try and get it. But if, if someone says, if someone says, I want you to be on my podcast, it's a three hour show. It, no way, dude. I can't. We're too busy. But right. hey, I want you to be on my podcast. I'm just going to call you. I'll record it whenever you want. It's about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Oh, I can, I can dig out 10 minutes. And then they get excited, they like being with you and all that sort of stuff, and they get relaxed, and they want to share what they have. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the, of the podcasting. So afterwards, you have a little debrief, and you talk about other stuff, and then it's like, well, you know, do you want it to be on against, maybe in a couple months, you want to do this, and you, you have an opportunity to send them an email and thank them, send them a card and the mail and thank them if you really want to, you know, stand out. Nobody does that anymore. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you have a good connection with somebody. Now, where that leads, that depends on, you know, kind of what your goals. Your goals should be, number one, to have a really good podcast. Number two, to have a really good experience for your guest. And then number three, maybe to do a joint venture with them or to do something. I don't know what that would be, right? Mm-hmm. Be a guest on their, you know, if you're a speaker, be a guest on their platform. If, um uh, if you're into some brick and mortar business, then you've got, <clears throat> you've got maybe testimonials or, or, I mean, who knows? You have to look at your business and decide what your goals are. But when it comes to expanding and networking, to me, podcasting is, uh, 
very, very powerful for that. Yeah, and I and I do have to agree with you. And I think it's funny you kind of giggled a little bit as you started saying about the networking because that's one of the biggest reasons why I do this show. You know, I do it obviously. My first important thing is to um, put great content out and share it with our our listeners. I want I want to get rid of that stigma that marketing has to be complicated, scary, and all that kind of crazy stuff. And that's what right. the idea behind the show is. But the number one reason that I do it from a personal level is not for the extra exposure. It's not to monetize my podcast, which is, it's important. Those are all good things, but those are not my primary reasons. My primary reason above and beyond the providing great content to get rid of the myth is so I can network with really cool people. And that's, that's what this show is all about. And that's, I have so much fun doing that. And I've gotten to meet some of the coolest people around the globe by doing this show and you're right it does open up so many other doors i get interviewed for other people's shows um, people will send me their books they want me to check out their books and review it um, i get lots mm -hmm. of free books as a matter of fact which is all sorts of fun you know as an avid reader that's kind of cool when people send you books to read and then i i get a chance to to potentially build some great relationships which some of it turns into business even i can't count the number of people who um as a matter of fact with you and i we actually had this exact same conversation where we're talking about all these different things and then infusionsoft came up and you said oh well we need yeah. to talk about that well, I don't publicly advertise that we do Infusionsoft stuff. It's if you go to our website, you're not going to see anything about Infusionsoft consulting uh, because that's not the primary part of our business. We do that when somebody gets to the right level and the conversation leads in the right direction, we have that conversation. And generally, I don't, other than that, if you just go to the website or you hear me do a normal presentation, you're rarely going to hear me say anything about it. As a matter of fact, on this show, I very rarely bring up Infusionsoft. But we had a conversation and something led to that. And then that started another conversation. And it's so funny because even my guests, I have a lot of guests that are high level people that are using Infusionsoft. And so when that bit of the conversation comes up, they go, oh, you know what? I really could use some help. And we've gotten a ton of business that way. Not because we're, we're promoting Hey, by the way, if you're going to be on my show, you need to use Infusionsoft and hire us. I mean, that's not, that's not the conversation no. at all. It's all about, Hey, by the way, you know, I see that you're using Infusionsoft. If you need any help, let me know. It's something we do to, to help some of our friends out. And that's, that's what ends up happening with it. And it's all about the conversation. Exactly. And a book that I love was by a guy named Blair Singer called Sales Dogs. Mm -hmm. And it totally changed how I looked at sales. I thought you had to be a bulldog, which means you grab onto their leg in your jaws and you hang on till they say, okay, okay, I'll buy. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't me. I hated it. I wasn't very good <laughs> at it. Blah, 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 blah. So I see Blair and he's up on stage and he talks all about this and he he talks about the poodles and the chihuahuas mm -hmm. and the big dog and the bulldog. And I'm going, yeah, yuck, 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 you know, just not me. And then he says the golden retriever, you know, and he says, when you have a problem in a, in one of your customers has a problem, you never send the bulldog because you'll lose the customer. You send a golden retriever because he'll wag his tail, his ears will be up, he'll be smiling, and he'll do whatever it takes to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's what I am. I'm mm -hmm. a golden retriever. So what happens is when I connect with people, they know what I, and they know what I do. Invariably, 
they're talking to someone else, and that someone says, I have this problem, and they go, oh, Scott can fix that for you. And they know I will, and mm-hmm. they know I'll look after the person and everything else because I'm a golden retriever. And and I get this phone call that says, you know, Eli and I were talking, and he said to call you. And then the person is in. And it's got to the point now where if I don't get that call, I actually don't. I give them a couple of things to do. They never get back to me, and, and, and they're gone. Like, I just really don't want anyone who doesn't come through a referral right. because I know if Eli says you're good, you're good, you know, and, and then there's a whole bunch of things I don't have to worry about. But if you just, you know, all I saw you online or something, or, you know, you had a Facebook post or a tweet that I liked and I wanted to talk to you, like, I'll talk to them. But my intention is really rarely to turn them into, in fact, I, I actively discourage them becoming a client of mine because I just don't know who they are. Right. And, uh, uh, and I only want to work with people that are connected with me already in some way. And online, that's, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and everything else, we're we're hyper connected, so it's not a problem. Right, and that's the greatest thing about it. And I'm really glad that you brought up Blair. Blair's an awesome guy. Um, I actually saw him at, in uh, Phoenix when I was still there. He's friends with Jeff Fagan, who runs the Two Percent Club there, which is all kind of based around uh-huh. T. Harvacker's stuff. And I yeah. know Blair's part of that world. And yep. Um, so yeah, it was quite cool. He's a good, 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 good guy. So I definitely recommend that book for everybody. And this is, I mean, this has been such a cool conversation. Now we, I want to kind of bring it back because some of our audience members are brick and mortar type businesses, or maybe they're in a network marketing company and, or some of them are coaches. Uh, you're in a network marketing company. I think this podcast is absolutely amazing. Okay. So, so let's talk about doing this. It. It's my pet peeve, network marketing. Marketers ignore me, and I'm just really upset about it in a good way. Okay. So let's talk about that. I mean, you and I, we're to some extent, I mean, I hate using the word, but we have that celebrity status. We're speakers, we're authors, uh, we have these courses on Udemy. We have all these different things that we do, and people see us as, okay, well, you're a celebrity. My business is different. I have a coffee shop, or, you know, I, I sell this this widget or whatever a lot of times people discount the power of something like podcasting when the great thing is it's such a huge advantage because people in their industry aren't doing it so let's talk about that for a sec okay um you own a restaurant and um there are like my sons watch cooking shows all the time now they're obviously huge productions, which is why, you know, probably if you own a restaurant, you you're running around. The last thing you want to do is a big, huge production. But you know, you're probably proud of the food that you serve. I would think, mm-hmm. and you probably have pe- people that just have amazing stories about the experiences that they have. You know, I'm not talking about a local burger joint right now, although that, you know could apply you just have to you just have to figure out your angle but um i know a, a friend of mine his, her son his her, their son i guess they're married um <laughs> is a chef in vancouver at, at one of the high-end restaurants and what they did is something called a copper chef competition uh, copper something something like this there's a there's a tv show about it and they just use copper instead of whatever the metal was on the TV show and basically it was they would have a weekend where they would have six or seven couples over and so they, and we would pick 
uh, three or four obscure ingredients, and then they had to make an appetizer, main deal, and dinner, and a dessert using those ingredients. And they didn't know what they were before, and then as soon as they got the list, they would go shopping, and they had like 100 bucks to spend or some 150 bucks, like not very much. And then they would go, and, they, and it was two chefs, right? And they would work away, and then we would have to, you know, judge the meal, right? And there was all these different uh, things, requirements that you could judge on so that, you know, so basically, and what happened the time I was there was they tied, which had never, ever happened before. Uh, you, you know, so they were just kind of having fun. And that's, and if you were doing something like that on a regular basis, then why wouldn't you just pull out your your iPhone and film it? And then just do a little bit of editing, stick, to, stick it into a 10 or 15 minute uh, video podcast and, and put that out. Or talk to the, you know, just interview the chefs. Okay, chef, you know, you got to make something with uh, avocado and what do you think you're going to be doing and blah, blah, blah. And, and you get an, an insight into the way the chef's minds work. So it, there's lots of information and there's lots of information that you know about your particular industry that lots of people don't. Like, you know, if you're the tire guy, you know, and you, okay, tire, or whatever. Well, like, why should I have this type of tire versus that type of tire? Or, or what's the latest thing that's happening in the tire? Every industry is changing at light speed. Talk about the changes that are occurring. Every industry has people in it that are experts on something. Find out who those people are. Interview them. Uh, there's lots of things that, that the small, and then it's like, when they come in, you have a little business card or whatever, and it's just like, here's our online radio show. We'd really like you to, you know, listen in if you're interested in gourmet uh, cooking, or you're interested in this, or you're interested in that, and they'll, you know, and maybe five percent or ten percent of them actually do. That's great. Now all of a sudden, you've got these people that are listening to you on an ongoing basis. And I want to say something else. I'm an introvert, <laughs> so. Don't think that you have to be this, you know, wild, outgoing person that, uh, uh, you know, that does these things. And and I may seem sometimes to people like I'm wild, outgoing. Uh, well, that's part of the persona, and I think we're all capable of learning new behaviors, and that's a new behavior that, that I've learned over the last 20 years, 10 years, sorry. And <laughs> um, uh, But I really am an introvert, like, uh, I'll be at a party and someone will say to some to my girlfriend like where's Scott and he, she says oh he's he had enough <laughs> he went for a walk he needed to be by himself for a little while and he'll be back in a few minutes and she's right like it's like oh I gotta get out of here There's just too many people are all talking I, I go for a walk around the block and I'm fine right so uh, uh, I really think that it, regardless of your business and it's not like you have to take a lot of time. Like, I really think people should start with audio podcasts, which is just put a nice little mic in your smartphone and talk. The iRig has one that's really great, and that takes a lot of the background noise out, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I like about it. It's a very small little attachment to your phone. Just push record, and it actually comes with an app for recording audio, and you just put it down, and whoever you're talking to, you just talk normal, and it sounds great. We're not talking BBC or CBC or ABC quality broadcasting here. These are podcasts. They're they're meant to be uh, raw, and so or people understand if they are, right? Mm -hmm. You know, 
the major radio stations, I all put out their podcasts and they just sound like the radio station, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is for you, you to connect. Right. And you said, you said some really, really important things there. So I've kind of been taking notes as we go through. I want to touch on these before we start wrapping up here. One thing I want to touch on very, very quickly you just said is you don't have to be an extrovert to be in podcasting. I think that's really yeah. powerful because so many people think that, well, you know, he's got a radio personality or any of that kind of stuff. And, you know, well, people. I, I love the way you sound, Eli. I just like, oh, God, <laughs> if I could ever sound like you. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing about it is I'm an introvert, too. I mean, and you and you and I've talked about this before. Matter of fact, my course, my networking course that you you were going through that I've got a whole section on introverts. And the whole reason is because I came up with that material because I'm actually an introvert. I am that guy yep. that goes into a room and if it gets too crowded, there's too many people, it's too loud. I have to walk outside. I have to get out of there. And so I get that. And the thing is that when you have a one-on-one -on -one con conversation, and I'm saying this to you as introverts that are listening in right now, you're, if you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody, chances are you're fine. Most of us are usually pretty good. If it's a one-on-one, -on -one, maybe a two-on-one -on -one conversation, it's when we get above that, that we start getting kind of a little, little wonky. And we're also entrepreneurs. We are passionate about what we're doing. We love our products and our services and we want to help people and all these things. And so we get excited about it. And the cool thing is that if you're doing that via podcast, you're not having to get up in front of a stage of 300 people or even 30 people or even three people. You're behind a microphone. You can do it on your phone, one-on-one -on -one with somebody, or maybe you're interviewing somebody like you and I are. We were in separate parts of, of the world right now. I mean, we're still both on the West Coast, but you're up yep. in Vancouver. I, I'm here in Portland. And I'm sitting in my office by myself, door closed, windows are even closed because the sun was shining in my eyes earlier. And I'm just looking at my computer. And I mean, literally, that's what's, how, what's going on right now in my world. So it makes it much, much easier. And you can, you know, kind of get out of your shell that way. And that's for me. When I first started this, I was terrified. I was terrified to get, you know, start these conversations and think about, okay, well, what if, you know, what if I say something that makes me look stupid or any of that kind of stuff? And I just kept doing it. I did so many interviews and did it so many times that I've had, I've had people like, like, uh, Larry Winget is, he's been a guest on the show. This, um, search on the website. You guys will be able to find the interview I did with him. We got done with the interview and he was like, Eli, that was one of the best interviews I've ever, I've ever had. You're a great interviewer. And I was like, really? I mean, that was a huge, huge compliment. I was, I was shocked. And the thing that got me was not only was Larry saying this, but he had just got off the phone with being interviewed by Fox News. Yet he said wow. that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that was cool. But it's, you know, it's because I just kept practicing. It's not because I'm all that awesome. I mean, you know, my, my well, ego has wanna... to kick in a little bit and say, yeah, I am, but you know. <laughs> you are awesome. I want to, I want to just jump in and say something about introverts versus extroverts. And I don't want, I know the extroverts are just going to ignore this. So that's, you just go right ahead. But to all the introverts out there, you do a way better job interviewing than any other type. Like, because mm -hmm. you're introverted, you think about what they say. And then because of that, you come up with really good questions and you're not competing with the, you make the interviewer, E, sorry, the other person look good. Uh, a lot of times, uh, a problem that extroverts have is, is that they just want to take, take, you know, they ask the question, then they answer the question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so introverts make great 
interviewers. Right. That is awesome. I love, I'm, I love the fact that you just shared that. You know, there was one more thing that you talked about and it was a little bit further back, but you kept going. So I didn't want to interrupt you, but you talked about interviewing other experts and, and becoming the expert. And that's, and we all have information that we know. And I think this is something that, that tends to shock people is that they go, well, you know, I, I, I just have a lawn care company. So nobody really wants to, nobody, I don't have that much information. I just mow lawns. Well, no, 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 no you have all this information in your head and you're taking it for granted. And that's one of the things that this is a great way to get out of that shell as well is because you have all this information. Stop and think about what are the questions people ask you on a regular basis? I know for me, um, somebody who does lawn care or landscaping or any of that kind of stuff, they're, they're like my hero because I have no clue. I barely know where to put gas in the lawnmower. Um, that's why we have an electric lawnmower that we borrow from somebody right now because it's easier for me. And, right. you know, it's like, okay, how can we, how can we take all that wonderful knowledge we have and put it out there? But here's the key is that we take all of that for granted. Our potential customers don't know any of that information. And by you going out there and saying, you know, I've got this internet show that I do or this podcast that I do that should, that talks about, you know, the, the 10 things on how to keep your grass green in the Arizona desert, you know, which I was in Phoenix for 20 or 18 years. So that's a kind of a really important topic. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, mm -hmm. by putting that out there, all of a sudden you become the expert. I mean, I can't count the number of times I say, yeah, and I've got this podcast that I've been doing for mul for several years where I interview all these people. And I mentioned some of the names of the people I've interviewed and they're like, Oh, wow. And people are shocked and amazed. And they're like, all of a sudden, my credibility skyrockets because I have this show. Now, does that mean that I know yep. anything more than I did yesterday? No, not really. But because I put it out there and people are listening to the show and they see who my friends are, people that I'm interviewing and all that kind of stuff, all of a sudden it's my, my credibility and my expert status goes through the roof and people are like, oh, well, I want to talk to Eli because yeah, he, he really knows his stuff and look at all these people that he's talked to and kind of goes along the same thing with having a book. If you're the author, you wrote the book on something like I wrote a book on networking. Well, it's not the only book out there, but people now say, well, Eli, he wrote the book on networking, you know? And so all of a sudden those <laughs> things put, they put that credibility out there and that's what podcasting can do for you. That's right. That's exactly right. Crit, and that's the Napoleon Hill thing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. he was poor. He didn't have two pennies to rub together. And he started interviewing all these rich people, opened up doors. He was the ultimate networker, really. And and people, when you who you associate with impacts who, how people see you. So, so it's great when you can get a bunch of experts and you can do interviews with them because all of a sudden, everyone's like, who is that guy? And... Um, actually, this weekend was a good example of that. I went to a social media uh, event, and they asked me to do live Google Hangouts with the speakers sometime either before or after they spoke, and we did that, and then I posted them. First of all, it was live uh, mm -hmm. as a Hangout, but then I posted the the uh, replay in the Facebook group for the attendees, and I had lots of people become my friend in Facebook over the last few days, and I was like, where are all these people coming from? And then I realized <laughs> they were all attendees. They mm -hmm. saw me speaking with that speaker, and then they just 
wanted to be my friend, right? Right. That's so, awesome. Uh, very interesting. Very cool. All right, Scott. So as we're getting close to end of time here, I, I got one, one quick question for you. If somebody's listening to all this stuff and they think, okay, yeah, this is awesome. I, I think I need to do this. How should they get started? Well, the easiest thing you can do is take my course, Power <laughs> Podcasts, Social Media Business Podcasting Success on Udemy. Uh, and the reason that I say that is simply because I start at the beginning and I walk you through step by step. And by the end of it, you're going to have a podcast up and running. Now, the course itself is over seven hours long, and I was shocked when uh, I don't add up the thing Udemy actually does. And I was like, really? And the truth, and that can be a bit overwhelming, but the truth of the matter is, is, and I actually did a video that said this, is there's about 35 minutes of video that you need to watch and follow step by step, and you'll have your podcast up and running. The rest of the course in the beginning is just like, why should you podcast? Well, there's one billion podcast subscribers out there. It's going to be in new cars, so you can just, people with buying new cars, they're just going to be able to push a button, and they'll be able to subscribe to your podcast and listen to it directly from the car. No more, you know, hooking up your smartphones to the, to the, uh, the sound system. All those sort of good things. I also do some voice coaching work with you so how to make sure your voice is is as powerful and as influential and charisma charismatic as it can be and there's some people want to know about marketing so when i started there was no facebook there was no twitter there was no linkedin how do you use the social media to get this sort of thing out you have to remember when you podcast you are whispering in somebody's ear mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so you're right in their head and sure you they can multitask which is the beauty of it they can be listening to you while they're driving they can be listening to you while they are exercising at the gym or walking the dog or doing their uh, homework or writing a report or all you know you multitask a lot these days while you that's the beauty of podcasting so I get into a lot of other details and peripherals to the main podcasting but if you're willing to invest 35 minutes and at the end of 35 minutes pretty much guarantee if you follow my instructions you'll have a podcast up and running is it going to be the best podcast you've ever done no it'll be your the first one is always your worst because we are in a constant state of improvement mm -hmm. the best personal development course in the world is do a podcast and listen to yourself after you get over the fact that like most of us don't like the sound of our voice once you get over that <laughs> You'll notice things like ums, ahs, so, right, that we use to fill up the space. You want to learn to let the space be there. Mm -hmm. And those are all good things. So I want to help people who are podcasters take their podcast to the next level. I want to help people that have never done it before and are terrified of, of it, uh, making it an easy process for them. So Power Podcast is... Uh, where I would definitely start. Awesome. If you, if you and, have a, and and let me let me add something for everybody listening. Now, normally we don't talk that much about somebody's actual course, but or like the product that they have. But I wanted to actually let you just keep going on this because of the fact that you and I talked about it, and you you said I want to give you this, you know, give you a special discount for your listeners. And this discount is the best thing I've ever seen anybody offer on this show. And so I wanted to give you a little bit more time with it. For everybody listening, I'm going to give you the link here. It is drivingyourmarketing.com slash powerpodcast. Once again, drivingyourmarketing.com slash powerpodcast. And there's a special discount code. 
And the special discount code is ELY19, E-L-Y-1-9. And the reason for that is how much is your course normally, Scott? $147. And with that coupon code, what are they going to get it for? $19. Okay, that is exactly why I wanted to just say, okay, just, just run with this one. Because nobody's ever offered anything that great of a discount for any of the programs that anybody's had. I've not even offered something that cool, okay? So... So I wanted to put that out there, but I, I know I've got your course and I've been a slacker. I haven't had a chance to go through it, but even as somebody who's been a podcaster for multiple years, I'm looking forward to going through it for that purpose of learning. What are the pieces that I'm missing? You know, I mean, it's, think about this for everybody listening here. You've got the opportunity to get somebody who has been in the business for, for many years, got 375,000 downloads to his, or no, 375,000 subscribers to his podcast in the yes. first year. Over a million yeah, downloads. Quarters of a, yeah, over a million downloads. We could not, we could not believe it. And I have to tell you something else. When we hit, cause we, we started off, we had no clue if anyone was ever going to listen to us, mm -hmm. right? Which is exactly the same way everybody starts off. And when we were, when we hit 2,000 subscribers, we were over the moon excited i actually did a press release announcing it and then when we hit a hundred thousand subscribers it was oh that's nice <laughs> 200 oh that's really cool we never did we ever get as excited as when we hit 2000 and i mm -hmm. think that was when we just knew this thing was real Right. Now that is awesome. So it, I highly recommend everybody listening, go pick up Scott's course. He's going to give you a lot of great information. And, and how else can people find you? I mean, you're on, you're on all the social media sites, I'm assuming. I know you're on Facebook and on Google Plus, and that's how you and I have been staying in touch with everything, especially Google Plus and doing all the hangouts and that kind of fun stuff. Um, so if anybody wants to get a hold of you, cool for them to reach out to you that way. Yeah. Yeah, certainly on face, Facebook is probably the easiest. Google Google Plus is awesome. I love it. Uh, also, my website is www.powerpodcasters.com. Uh, you can also connect with me through there. Awesome. Scott at powerpodcasters.com. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you so much for hanging out, spending some very, very cool time with us. And for everybody listening, get out there. Start looking at, at doing your own podcast. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Start off with just talking for, you know, five, ten minutes, and then you can always expand and make it bigger and better and cooler and and get the fancy equipment down the road. But for right now, Go just record something, get started with it because it's such a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, thank you very much, Eli, for having me. It's been a delight and lots of fun. Awesome. Well, thank you, Scott. It's my pleasure. As always, if there's anything I can do to help you out, you know how to get a hold of me. Reach out, let me know anytime. And then everybody who's listening, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. And I've got to ask one small favor of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you got good stuff from it, do me a favor, go to iTunes and just spend one minute, write a quick review for us. We love to hear your thoughts or feedback. And more importantly, what are you going to do to take action on what you learned today? So you can go to drivingyourmarketing.com. There's a button right there that's going to link you directly to the iTunes podcast where you can get in there. And with that, as always, get out there, have an amazing Rockstar week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. We'll see you on the next show. Hey there, this is Eli again, and I got a question for you. Do you have a roadmap for marketing your business? 
If you're consistently looking for new marketing ideas just to keep your business going, then you need to check out smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com and download the free special report that I created to help you create a marketing plan that will thrive in any economy. Again, that's smallbusinessmarketingroadmap.com. Go get it, read it, and start the road trip of your lifetime. See you on the other side.